0: Guys ready? Yeah. Well let's get into it uh, and they'll get us corrected up here in just a moment. Uh, let me let me just say that it's good to see you guys and if you're new to Church on Move we especially just welcome you. Just can, we, can we give them a big high? Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Thank you. We want to recognize you. Just say uh, we're glad that you're here. We're not going to embarrass you in any way. Uh, whatsoever. We're not going to ask you to stand up. We're going to ask everybody else to stand up. You stay seated. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We're not going to do that. We're just, we're just grateful that you're here. If we can do anything for you, we, we want to. Uh, uh, when you came in, you should have received a worship guide. Inside that worship guide is a communication card. If you wouldn't mind just taking a, a little bit of time and filling that out. And a little later, I'll give you opportunity to turn that in. I want to send a letter just saying thank you for being with us and uh, let you know a little bit more about Church on Move. We won't show up at your doorstep or call you or anything like that, but I'd really like to just respond to you and just uh, say thanks for being here, and hopefully you enjoy this morning. We've been been on a series called Amazing Grace. We started that on Easter Sunday, and uh, we've talked about a number of different things uh, concerning God's amazing grace. And uh, I, I've been on a journey uh, for almost 30 years uh, discovering God's grace. And uh, it, it's, it's something that we grow in. Uh, we learned that last week that we need to grow in grace. And then we need to allow grace to train us, that grace can train us. And so there's a couple of things here that uh, all of us need to understand is that we all have room for growth. Yes, and grace, many times, as I... Uh, Engage with people, even ministers. Uh, I, I realize that so many people are, are uh, really short-sighted in what they understand in grace. And uh, I know myself, I'm growing in it. I, I'm, I don't claim to know everything about grace, but I feel like I've gotten a good handle on grace. Uh, and I'm, I've been uh, the priv- privileged to be able to bring a, some teachings on it to you guys, and so I'm really excited about that. Uh, the first week, we, start, we started talking about uh, saving grace, and there's really different aspects of grace, and uh, before I even get into talking about saving grace, I made this statement. I want to make this statement. If you're following along in the notes, in, in, the, in those notes, you'll see the first, uh, the first uh, sentence that I have there, and it's this, that God's grace is God's power and God's ability to achieve God's will. And it, it, it enables us to achieve what God wants to achieve in our life. And saving grace is one of those things that He wants us to achieve. And we discovered, which along with that second statement that's in your notes, is this, that God's grace is unmerited, unearned, undeserved. It's something that we, we just don't, we can't do enough, we can't say enough, we can't, uh, we can't be good enough to earn it. Uh, we, it's God's, it's His gift to us. And we discovered that. And that's what the grace of God is. It's because of Him that we stand righteous in Him. And so we've talked about saving grace and that saving grace is something that, uh, that is given to us freely. And that there was a great exchange that he took, he, he took all of our sin upon him so that we could take his righteousness upon us. And it, and it was in a great exchange that took place. And that's saving grace. And, and, and I, I think there's a lot of people that get stuck on saving grace. They, they understand saving grace and, and that's great. And you need to understand, I need to understand saving grace. But that's not all that grace encompasses. There's more, that, there's more to grace. And so we talked about last week that there's sanctifying grace. That sanctifying grace is giving us the ability to go ahead and live righteous now that we are righteous. Yes. Because we became righteous, now we can live righteous. That God's grace, which is the third statement I want to make to you, is that God's grace, it's, it's not God's permission to do wrong. It's God's, it's God's empowerment to live right. Yes. We need to understand that sin is destructive. Even though, even though that we've been forgiven of our sins and we've became righteous, does not give us the, the license to sin. And that if we continue on in sin, sin is out to destroy. It will, it will destroy your life. And, and I think a lot of people are struggling in their relationship with God, struggling in their relationship with one another, because they don't understand that grace is there to help them to live the right life. And so grace is given to us so that we can live a a life that is pleasing to God. That God is not approving he's not approving wrong living. No, he's empowering right living. And that's what grace is. That's good. I don't care what you say. And so that's that's sanctifying, that's sanctifying grace, and we talked about that last week. Today I want to talk to you about I want to talk to you about strengthening grace. Strengthening Grace is the, the title that I entitled this, this uh, message for today is Strengthening Grace. And I'd love to take, I'd love to take the uh, claim of all these titles, but I, I got it from a book that I read called The DNA of God, Grace, The DNA of God by Reverend Tony Cook. And I, I, I grabbed the titles from him, not the teachings, but the titles from him. And uh, he he did a great job in explaining grace, and I encourage you, I encourage you, highly encourage you to go get that book. You can go on Amazon or anywhere like that and grab it. But there's a statement that I want to talk to you about concerning uh, strengthening grace, and that's the last statement that I have on there, and that's God's grace is God's provision for us to overcome life's challenges and to live victoriously. One thing I know that all of us face storms. All of us face things that are out to bring destruction in our lives. There's also a devil that's out there that's tried to kill, steal, and destroy. And I think there's far too many people that are just accepting things that are happening in their life rather than uh, taking the grace of God and and resisting those things and taking care of those things and and dealing with those things in their life. And so there will be many people that will go their whole lifetime tolerating things in their life that they don't need to tolerate. They just need to deal with it with the grace of God, the power of God that God gives them to be able to deal with it. Amen? Amen. I'm gonna, I, I think this grace uh, message today will be life-changing because I know one thing is that every one of us are going through some, going through some difficulties from time to time throughout life and we need God's grace. And, uh, and so we all have potential. Uh, we all have potential to live, uh, live a victorious life, to live a life that is... That is uh, is the reason why Jesus came, and that's to live a life that's more abundantly life and life more abundantly. And too often, I think we start maintaining in life. We just start settling in life, and we maintain rather than living our potential. And we don't we don't ground gain. We don't move forward. We we just we just settle. And, and I think a lot of times we settle is because we don't think that we have the ability to move forward. And God's grace will help us to move forward. He'll help us to overcome, he'll help us to to achieve, he'll help us to do the things that he wants us to do. God will never ask us to do something that he doesn't give us the ability to do it with. Never, ever, ever. And so he'll never tell you to live a righteous life, a godly life, if he's not going to give you the ability to do it. And he's never going to tell you to live victoriously if he's not going to give you the, the, the goods to be able to live victoriously. And so God gives us those things, He he empowers us, and we're going to talk about what this strengthening grace actually is in our life. But I want to start out with uh, John chapter 1, verse 16 and 17 out of the Amplified. It says, For out of His fullness, the superabundance of His grace and truth, we have all received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift, for the law was given through Moses, but grace, the unearned, undeserved favor of God and truth, came through Jesus Christ. It came through Jesus. And so, thank God, thank God that we have Jesus, and He's given us grace and through that grace, we're able to live victoriously. Now, let me turn your attention to Ephesians. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. Hopefully, I'm going to endeavor to get through today's message with, uh, with all these scriptures. I'm going to try. Because, uh, you know, it's the Word of God that changes lives. Right. It's the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. It's the faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So it's faith combined with grace that causes us to live victoriously. In Ephesians 2, verse 4 through 10, it says, But God's grace is so abundant, and His love for us is so great, that while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, He brought us to life with Christ. It is by God's grace that you have been saved, in union with uh, Christ Jesus, he raised us up together with him to rule with him. Very important statement. I highlighted it, is that God, when He, when, when we were raised up with Christ, he raised us up to rule, to rule with him. Amen. Not to be defeated, not to be, uh, 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 you know, uh, always, always be on the on the bottom end. He wants us to be the head and not the tail, and so he he gave us that that through Jesus Christ. So notice here it says our union with Christ Jesus. He raised us up with Him to rule rule with Him in the heavenly world. He did this to demonstrate for all time to come the extraordinary greatness of His grace to. In, in the love that he showed us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved, get this, through faith. And so, and we'll talk about this in just a little bit. Through faith, it is not the result of your own efforts, but it's God's gift, so that no one could boast about it. God has made us what we are, and in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds which he has already prepared for us to do. Thank God for that. Okay? So let's talk about about, uh, strengthening grace. You guys with me? Are you tracking? Okay, because I'm I'm moving forward. I've got to. Uh, And so the first thing I want to say about strengthening grace is that God's grace is powerful. By the way, it's all powerful. It has the ability to take care of whatever need is needed in our lives. So 2 Corinthians, and I, here's a statement I wrote down. God's grace empowers us to overcome the challenges and circumstances of life and to live victoriously. That's what grace, God's grace does for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. It says, and, and, and lest I should thank you. Oh, a matter of fact, let me just give you th- this scripture that I'm going to share with you. There's a lot of different thoughts on it. I, I believe what I'm going to share with you is right and they're wrong. <laughs> and, and so, uh, you know, these di- different teachings. And, and I believe the reason is is because uh, you, you let Scripture interpret Scripture. Okay? And I think that people have interpreted this Scripture by their own interpretation allowing, and not allowing Scripture to interpret it. Okay? You got me? And I'm dividing the Word of God uh, uh, you know rightly, and so here in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse seven through ten, it says, "Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me." This is talking about the Apostle Paul, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Notice the word strength, it's, it's highlighted. My my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I'd rather boast in my infirmities that the power, and that's highlighted, the power of Christ may, be, may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses, distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I was weak, then I am strong. And that's highlighted. Now, there's a few things that I want to say here. First of all, if you notice here, it started out, Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations the thorn of the flesh was given to me. There's, a, there's teaching out there that says that God allowed this or had this to happen so that he would not be prideful or boastful. First of all, let me just say this: God's not going to give something to us if we can't handle it. God is a steward. If we'll be faithful with little, He'll make us ruler over much. Let's interpret Scripture with Scripture. He's not going to give you something if you are going to misuse it or abuse it. He just He's he's a better steward of that, okay? And so He he didn't give him this revelation to 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 be puffed up by it. Uh, And the Bible talks about giving something to a novice those that are immature and that that aren't uh, able to handle it. And so God's not going to do that. So let's interpret Scripture with Scripture, okay? It even tells us who this was that came to, to, to come against him. And it's the devil that was concerned about him with this revelation because it's through the revelation of God that we war, if you read Scripture, that we war against the enemy. It's through the Word of God, amen? It's the sword of the Spirit. That we're able to defeat him. And so here, you see here that it says here that it was a, ma- a a messenger of Satan to buffet him. It was a messenger of Satan that came to bring destruction on Paul. To try to, to bring him down. But Paul noticed something. He noticed that it, was being, it wasn't being taken care of. So he had pleaded with the Lord three different times. And the Lord... His response, and there's teachings out there, well, see, the Lord didn't take it away. Well, let me tell you why the Lord didn't take it away. Because he gave that responsibility to him. He gave that responsibility to us. The Bible tells us that we're the ones that cast out devils. We're the ones that resist, and we'll read that later. We're the ones that resist the devil, and they will flee. It's our responsibility. He says, I've given you what you need, and that's the grace of God to go deal with it. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. And so there were three highlights that I showed you in these, in these scriptures that I read. The word strength, power, and strong. All three of them come from the same root word dunamis, which means power or authority. Yes. And he's given us the power and the authority to be able to deal with it. Well, I went and looked that up, and that word means might, ability, mighty, miraculous power that's what it means he said when God told Paul when he says my strength is sufficient for you he says my or my grace is sufficient for you when he said my grace is sufficient for you he's saying my ability that I've already deposited in you has the sufficiency to be able to deal with it now go deal with it boy go take care of it and that's what he was saying Amen? Amen. And there's a strengthening grace. It's all powerful. It's powerful in our life. It has the ability to deal with any circumstance, any situation that we're, we're going through in life. And so with that being said, it's mixed with the Word of God. When we hear the Word of God, we hear teachings. It will build our faith. That's where grace and faith work together. You mix them together. It produces power. It produces that ability. Well, I have a testimony that I'm going to have uh, Rhonda Ray share with you. She shared this with me a few weeks back, and uh, I'm going to ask her to come on up. And I thought it was such a powerful testimony of this. She was listening to the Word of God. Come on up, ma'am. She was listening to a she was listening to a, a minister, and uh, it's such it, it, it just timely. And it changed her life. I'll let her tell you the story. And uh, there you go, ma'am. Okay.
1: Don't worry. There's only 37 pages. That's
0: a, I already told her. She has three minutes. Get it done, man. Change, change the world in three minutes. Go ahead. Okay. You got the power. Okay. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> I was uh, listening to a, a series that Creflo Dollar was teaching on the commanding the power of God. And in this teaching, he was talking about the authority of the believer, but also the responsibility in the authority of, believe, of the believer. And we know that, you know, Jesus gave us, the or the Lord gave us the authority, And but when Jesus said, it is finished, he gave us everything, he had every solution that we would ever need, no matter how minor it was. And so I, I had heard many teachings on the authority of the believer, but a along with you know what pastor had been teaching about expecting unexpected in the in the beginning of the year I'm expecting a lot yes and I'm believing for a lot and so I'm I've been trying to get myself in a position to receive that and um this teaching just went off in me I guess for better words
0: revelation
1: and uh and so I got all excited and was getting ready for work and listening to this Um, teaching, and he was talking about how uh, the responsibility in that authority, that every little minute situation, our attitude and our response um, either invites the power of God in that situation, or it invites demonic power for the devil to work in our lives because he's out to do that. And um, so it just really hit me, because uh, even little things like, Pastor had talked about people getting so angry in traffic, I was really, really guilty of that, you know, And, and I would just, you know, just get so upset with people in traffic, and so I was like, oh, Lord, I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna do better, and you know, I got all excited, well, I got ready to go to work and I'm going down the highway and here comes this truck just right out in front of me which threw me I had to throw on my brakes and everything went in the floor and I I went into the ditch and my first response was seriously and then I and then I realized I'm being tested on my responses and my attitudes. And so I just kind of laughed and got back on the road and was like, okay, Lord, I got it, you know, I'm going to do better. So I continued to listen to this series the rest of the week, and um, that third day, he just kept talking about um, our attitudes and responsibilities and how... Also, a lot of, and me included, I'm really guilty of, you know, when I feel bad, when I'm sick, I just whine to God, and it's just like, Lord, please make this feel better, and you know, just whatever the situation be, we whine to God, basically, or I do, or I have, and um, so it, it impacted me, so. so I had shared it with a girl at work that was going through a lot of turmoil, and had her listen to it, and I was just getting so excited and wanted to share it with everybody and on my way to work that third day, I fell down the stairs at my house and I sprained my ankle really bad (laughs) and um, initially I got up and I thought, okay, it's okay, you know, I'll go on to work, I I think it's okay, but as the day went on, my ankle got bigger and bigger and so painful, the pain just started shooting. And um,
0: Black. It got black, it,
1: too. it It turned. It was huge. It turned black. I, it looked like somebody had stuffed a golf ball under my skin and my ankle. And, um, and of course, what did I do? I whined. Jesus, please make this feel better. <laughs> and then I realized, what am I doing? God has given me that authority. And he has told me and expects me to take care of that. And so, I, as I was leaving work, I laid my hand on my ankle, and I just told the devil that, you know, this pain had no right to reside in my body, and that my ankle was fine, and I was healed in the name of Jesus, and I just commanded him to leave me alone. And by the time from the I was driving to, from work to my house, my ankle was completely back to normal. No color in it. No. It wasn't swollen. And I have not had one second of pain in it since. Amen. Isn't that
0: awesome? Amen. I wasn't shaking your hand. I was helping you down. Isn't that awesome? We have the grace of God in us. We have the grace of God in us. That's what I'm saying here. Let me give you a couple more scriptures real quick on this point because I need to book it. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, Paul talking to a young minister, young leader. He says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace. That word strong again. Be, be powerful in the grace of God. Be power packed. Be powerful, power filled. Be, you know, engage my ability through, through the grace of God that is in Christ Jesus, and the things that you have heard of, uh, heard for, from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare engages himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. In other words, hey, listen, you've got the ability to live the life I want you to live if you'll just, you'll be you'll be strong in my grace. Alright? Second scripture I want to share with you in Ephesians. Many of you have seen this before. But in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Notice here where our strength comes from. It comes from the Lord. It's where the grace of God comes from in our lives. Is from the Lord. Too often we go through life trying to deal with our issues under our own strength or by our own strength. And we fall short, don't we? And in Philippians 4.13, love this. It says, I can do all things through Christ who... Well, where's that strength coming from if it isn't from the grace of God? And so God gives us the grace to be strong in the face of whatever opposition that we face in life. Secondly, the second thing I want to talk about about God's strengthening grace, first of all that god's grace is it is powerful, but secondly it is sufficient. remember he said in verse uh, I believe verse nine he says he said and he said to this he said, "My grace is sufficient for you. I love this for." It says, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Let's go ahead and bring that up. In verse uh, 9, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Notice here, it says, my grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. I looked up that word sufficient. It, it, means, it means to... to To have a uh, uh, enough to satisfy, it suffices. It's it's just it's there's no insufficient grace in God's kingdom. It has the ability. There's no insufficient power. Whatever you face in life, it's sufficient. And then and then Paul says, "My strength is is made perfect in weakness." I looked up that word "perfect." It means to be complete. To accomplish, to finish, to fulfill, to reach its goal. And so God's grace is out to reach a goal. God's grace is out to complete what needs to be completed. To finish what needs to be finished. To finish what got started in our life. And I'm telling you that the grace of God is there to help you throughout all kinds of life's trials. No matter what you're going through. Because God doesn't want our grow- our hearts to grow weary and well doing. He doesn't want us to, uh, to lose heart while we're doing good. He wants us to continue pressing on. Moving forward. Experiencing all that he has for us. And I wish I had more to share, time to share with you. But I'll share a couple of scriptures because that's most important. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 4 through 6. It says and when... When we have such trust through Christ Jesus toward God, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to think of anything as being of ourselves, but get this, our sufficiency is from where? where does, what, what is it, if not the grace of God? God has given us whatever we need. It's enough to take care of whatever needs to be taken care of in our life, I don't care what everybody else is saying. I don't care what opposes you. Just one quick thought, one quick story. Years ago, my son's how old is he? Thirty-three now. Years ago, uh, four years old. Uh, his mom, his uh, uh, biological mom, and I split. Three years old, we split. Eventually, got divorced, and uh, and so there was a big child custody. Uh, Thing that was going on. Really, there wasn't. I was just not willing to give him up. I believed that he needed to live with me because I was going to raise him in the admonition, nurture of the Lord, as the scripture says, and she wasn't living for God. At that point, she had backslidden, and and she wasn't. And so, so anyway, and that was a long time ago. Goodness gracious, I'm in my 50s. We were in the early 20s then, and so that was a long, long time ago, all right? Water under the bridge. Uh, we're different people, both of us, all right? And so anyhow, so I'm not picking on her. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so, But she, she was uh, uh, convinced, and she was uh, fixed on, on raising him, and so was I. And uh, so I went to the best of the best of the best of the lawyers in our, in our city. And every one of those would say, I cannot represent you unless she's been abusive or unless she's not been a fit mom. Uh, there, is no, there is no judge that would ever, ever, ever award you with, uh, with custody of your son. Not one. Now, that's tough. But I'm here to tell you that God's grace is sufficient, that it's enough. And so what did I do? I went to the one that gives grace. I went to the one that, that you know, where my grace comes from. And I, pl- I just went to God, and I talked to God, and I f- spoke the word. You said, God, that he's to be raised in the admonition, nurture the word uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, of the Lord. I know what your word says, and, uh, and so I'm standing right now that you're going to give me custody. I'll bring him up. I am committed to this, and I'm still committed to it, not only to him, but also my grandchildren. Amen? Amen. Even the one that's listening in my daughter-in-law's belly right now, in Jesus' name. Or. Duh, twins, or triplets, or whatever, <laughs> all right, whatever's in there, all right, it is a human, all right, but anyhow, and one day, one, one day, in my heart, God just said, go talk to her, just one day, and so I, I just called her up, I said, hey, can I take you to eat, I want to talk to you, she agreed, I took her it was a high. I, I mean, I I spent a lot of money on her. I took her to I took her to Burger King. All
1: right,
0: God, and God moved in Burger King. All right, and I just began to flow out of my out of my spirit and just telling her what I felt like God wanted. For our child and that I was supposed to raise him and I'd raise him in the things of God and that he would be brought up in a house of prayer and he would be brought up under the word of God and, and I began to just spill out on her. And right there I saw God break her and she'd begin to weep right there in Burger King and she says, Okay, okay, okay. And so I and at that po- from that point on I began I, I raised my son until my wife came and and, and she's been mother him. And just wonderful. Amen? Amen. And let me tell you, God's grace is sufficient. Are you with me? Second Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every, every good work. I've got to end this. So I'm going to give you this last point. I'm going to shoot tons of scripture to, to you, and so let's go, all right? God's grace, thirdly, is responsive. It's responsive. It responds to certain things. Uh, notice here, in verse, uh, back to verse 9. Let's go to verse 9 in 2 Corinthians 12. It says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I'd rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of God may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. Now, I looked up this, uh, I looked up these words, weakness and infirmities, and they both come from the same root word, and they mean without strength. And I'm going to tell you, in that situation, I was without strength naturally. I didn't, I didn't have. Uh, I didn't have legal strength. I didn't have the ability to go do anything in that situation. It also means weakness, which I was weak. Uh, It can mean helpless. I was helpless, and it, it can mean sickness. By the way, okay, in this in this in this scripture. So, how does God's word respond? How does it respond? How does the grace of God respond? Number one, it responds to faith. We talked about that earlier. The grace of God responds to faith. It's acting on the word of God that we hear. And just like Rhonda, she shared her beautiful testimony. She heard the word of God. She put the word of God to work. She acted on the word of God. And the grace of God went in and brought healing to her ankle. Amen? And so, it's responsive. It's responsive, first of all, to faith. Secondly, it's responsive to our challenges. God knows that we're challenged. How can I say it? It it, it acts in compassion. God is a God of compassion. It responds with compassion to our weaknesses and to our infirmities. That's what the grace of God does. Some of us may think that we we just don't qualify for the grace of God. If you are weak, you qualify. If you have some challenges, if you have some infirmities, if you have some whatever in your life, you qualify for the grace of God. Because it responds to your challenges with compassion. Thirdly, third thing that it responds to that I want to share in closing is that it responds to uh, our humility. It responds to our humility. What do I mean by that? When we try to do things on our own, that's being very prideful. We're saying that we can do it on our own, that we don't need God. But when we humble ourselves before God and say, God, I cannot do this without you. I need you. I, I need you. Like th- that's why I go to God every day in prayers, because I cannot do life and ministry without him. It's an act of humility saying, God, I cannot do that without you. So let me share some scriptures in closing. James 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, But God gives more grace had one of those crazy thoughts go through. You know, not every thought that goes through your mind is God. I thought, man, could I handle any more Jeremy's in my life? (laughs) Jeremy Grace. All right. He gives more grace. (laughs) Do what? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. All right. He gives more grace, therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he might flee from you. He will flee from you. Why? Because he has no option but to flee when the grace of God mixed with the faith of God that is submitted to the will of God, he has no No option but to flee from you. And in in one dictionary it says to flee as in terror. Amen? I like that. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5 through 11. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves therefore to your elders. Yes, all of you be submittive to one another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the... Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God... That he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about. He's looking, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast, in the faith, by the grace of God. I added that, but that's how it's done. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world, and goes on to say, "But may the God of all grace who called us, out, called us to His eternal, eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after ye have done, after you've suffered a while. Perfect, perfect I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Perfect, establish, strengthen and settle you. to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. amen. And amen. 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 Strengthening grace is made available for us all. If we will just engage it, operate in it, and watch it work in our lives. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for...